Welcome to Deep Spirituality. Thank you for listening. We know all of you have a lot of uh, time uh, crunches. Uh, that's the way it is in the pandemic. That's the way it is in life. And so my name is Russ Yule, and I'll be hosting uh, Deep Spirituality today's episode. Uh, those of you who joined us last time may remember we talked about God as an imaginary friend. We hope you've been able to make use of that, draw some insights of your own, and deepen your relationship with God. That's our goal, ultimately, is to help everybody get a better, stronger, more exciting, more inspiring, motivating, infectious, and contagious relationship with God. We don't want to be infectious with any diseases, but we do want to be infectious with our faith and our capacity to walk with God. Today, joining me as our guest for today are Nick Straw and Brian Nita, and uh, they're excited for us to tackle some topics that I think will be of interest to you. Uh, over the next couple of uh, podcasts, or maybe the next few podcasts, we're going to be talking about a theme, why anxiety is the enemy of spirituality. You can always go to despirituality.com and be able to download uh, our ebooks as well as take a look at uh, the various devotionals we have, and hopefully we'll get one out on this. That's our goal, that we'll get the podcast out. It'll be followed up with some uh, devotionals. It'll be followed up uh, perhaps even with an ebook. We'll see what we can do for you. Uh, you can also be able to look at uh, our, our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, whichever your favorite. And don't forget, uh, if you get a chance, which I'm sure you can create a chance, uh, give us five stars and give us some support. It helps to be able to get the podcast out to more and more people. Uh, and that's what's been happening. So in getting into this, uh, Brian and, 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 and Nick, I, I just wanted to get you guys started with some things I've been thinking about. There's a great scripture. In Job 15 and verse 8, that says, and it's the Passion Translation, Job 15, 8, the Passion Translation, when your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. Now, there's some people who narrowly define abundant fruit as the capacity to help another person gain faith, and that's certainly part of it. But I think mm -hmm. abundant fruit, when you look at the whole of the scriptures, is really talking about a life that is filled with fruitfulness, that's fruitful in marriage and with kids and family, with uh, work and school, and we're just we're just overflowing with growth in our life. Conversations and personal reflection have been something I've been doing lately, and they've led me to question one of my spiritual assumptions. Yeah, I have a spiritual assumption for those of you listening. <laughs> when I became a Christian, among the most attractive truths was the opportunity God gives us to change. That's one of the things that, that I found uh, most compelling, is that in becoming a Christian, God was not only giving us a chance to know him, he was not only forgiving our sin and uh, allowing us through the cross and the resurrection to experience his power in our lives, but that was an opportunity to change continually. His promise of repentance and forgiveness was an invitation to lifelong change, or so I thought. That's what I thought. That's been my assumption. Recently, in my conversations with Christian after Christian, my discovery has been that many are tired of change. And maybe you're driving, doing laundry. Maybe you're, you know, sitting outside uh, enjoying some of the nice weather in California or some of the still inclement weather in other parts of the country. Hopefully it's not snowing as much uh, anywhere else here in April. But recently, like I said, my conversations with Christian after Christian, I've discovered that many are tired of change. Some wonder when they can relax and simply enjoy being a Christian without the burden 
to change. So I started digging deeper. And what became apparent was how many people felt persistent anxiety over the expectation to change. And that really stuck with me, persistent anxiety over the expectation to change. While I certainly sympathized, having felt on many occasions myself, and probably you, Brian, and Nick have too, the burdensome weight of my need to change my thinking, my character, and yep, my sin. It struck me as a departure from my first attraction to Jesus, who provided me with never-ending forgiveness and the accompanying opportunity to start new every day, to continue the pursuit of my best self, it struck me that people were feeling tired of change and that that ran against my assumption that change was one of the best things about being a Christian. John 15, 8, which I already quoted, and many other scriptures brought clarity to the emotional conflict I felt between the call to grow and our desire to experience satisfaction and happiness. Yeah. In John 15, 1 through 7, it teaches us our growth and transformation. It flows from our relationship with Jesus which means growth will be a joyful experience when it is a byproduct of our walk with God. That's what I started to realize, Mm. that if growth isn't a byproduct of our walk with God, that's where the unhappiness comes. That's where the burden is. And so one of the conclusions I wrote down is the opportunity and expectation of growth from God is really a call to walk with him, to allow him to transfer our lives through the power of the Spirit described in 2 Corinthians 3, 17 to 18 in NIV. And this is a scripture that didn't even come to me till I was you know, fairly well along in my Christian life. I didn't understand the power of it, and it reads like this. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who's the Spirit. So he says there, look, you're getting the Holy Spirit. And the whole point, well, not the whole point, but one of the major points of the Holy Spirit is that when it works in your life, when he works in your life, it transforms us to be more like Jesus. That the reason we're supposed to grow, and this is what I appreciated the conversations I had with people and hearing their frustration because it made me go back and question my assumption. And then I was able to discover, wow, growth comes from God and it's in the process of walking with him. And that growth is not just we need to improve. That growth is to become more like Jesus. Mm. So why don't we enjoy this opportunity and expectation of growth from God? That's the question I asked. The simple answer is, We're applying human rather than spiritual effort, something that's explained in Galatians 3 in the New English translation. It says this, are you so foolish? Although you began with the spirit, are you now trying to finish by human effort? Galatians 3, 3. My conflict that I had between that burden to grow and that opportunity to grow, my conflict was completely resolved when I realized both my burden over the opportunity and expectation for spiritual growth came from pursuing it in a self-reliant way. 
Yeah. The burden over the opportunity and the expectation. The expectation can be burdensome, mm. but the opportunity is a joy. That conflict was removed when I realized there's only a conflict when I pursue growth in a self-reliant way. This self-reliance is one of the themes of the book of Galatians. So if you're out there and you're looking for a new book to study or an old book to study again, Galatians may be the book for you. This self-reliance is one of the themes of the book of Galatians. And in chapter four, used to be one of my favorite scriptures to read. In chapter four, we see this human effort will steal our joy. It reads like this in Galatians 4.15 in the New English Translation. Where then is your sense of happiness now? Where then is your sense of happiness now? So the Galatians, they were, they were making human effort and they lost their sense of happiness. Mm. Where then is your sense of happiness now? For I testify about you that if it were possible, you would have pulled out your eyes and given them to me. This led me to a simple conclusion. Self-reliance leads to anxiety. And some of this anxiety is over our sense that God wants us to grow. And so it occurred to me, if we can become God rather than self-reliant, we will enjoy how God transforms our lives. And so I decided the best way to look at that, the best way to look at these scriptures, is to start finding what are the biblical solutions to the anxiety problem. Mm. Rather than talking about I don't want to change or grow, Talk about the anxiety over the conflict between the expectation to grow and the opportunity. And the reality I discovered is it is anxiety that makes us feel burdened in life. Whether that burden is from growth or any of the other million things we feel anxiety about. So simply put, anxiety is the enemy of spirituality. And we must overcome this anxious experience of life or it will steal our opportunities for the joy. It will steal our opportunities from the joy of walking with God. When anxiety starts to drive God out, then the joy goes with it. And instead of experiencing the transformative growth, we'll start to sort of resist growth. But it's the transformative growth that improves the quality of our lives as well as our capacity to be satisfied. And so as I was thinking about all that, I thought, yeah, our sense of being burdened by growth and the expectation and opportunity, that conflict, God expects us to become more like Jesus, so we need to grow, but God gives us the opportunity to become our best selves, and that's a blessing. That conflict is removed when we start dealing with the anxiety that really resists the spirituality of walking with God and letting him do it. But I don't know what you guys think about that, what you see there. Why don't you get me started with some ideas and thoughts that are ringing around your minds and that you reflected on? Definitely. I appreciate that. I, I'd be curious to see what Nick thinks about that because he and I talk about stress quite a bit. But as <laughs> yep. you're talking, Russ, um, the, the first thing I thought about uh, as a former athlete, I love the idea of growth, uh, okay. of improving yourself, of getting better. But my conflict has always been wanting easy. And I think that's where anxiety comes in <laughs> because there's a desire to grow, right? Yeah. But then there's this part of life where I just want life to be easy. And those are things that continually come into conflict. And as you're talking 
uh, I love the idea of growth and, and, and I get excited about growth, but I get burdened as well. And I think the reason why is because I think it's all about me. I have to grow more. God's not going to be happy with me. I'm not going to be the husband I need to be. And it's this self um, reliance on becoming something, not a thought of turning to God more, you know, doing Bible studies, thinking about anxiety, Jeremiah 17 stuck with me. And it says in verse five, this is the ESV translation. It says, thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good that comes. What I realized what anxiety does for me is that it makes me nearsighted, that my goal becomes, how do I get the stress off of my life versus what's going on and how do I grow from that? And conversely, in verse seven, it says, blessed is the man who trusts the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. For it le- its leaves remain green and it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. And so I think you hit it on the head. When we think about growth, I think we think about what do I have to become, but it doesn't make us analyze and think and question how do I have to grow in my walk with God? God's got to be the one that does this. And I think that's the, that's the root of my anxiety. I don't know. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I think I was just thinking the change is exciting when I believe I can and when I want to. Um, <laughs> I think it's a burden when I, when, I think, when I think I can't change whatever God's calling me to become more loving, um, to be more disciplined, uh, to change the lives of my family and people around me. Um, and the abundant fruit that you were talking about in the beginning got me thinking as well. I think when I first became a Christian, I was like, man, it's, it's helping people become Christians and it's building other people's faith. But I, I do think it's much bigger than that. Um, it's, it's having a marriage that's close. It's helping my kids grow and loving them and learn to love them sacrificially and unconditionally. It's because people have a relationship with me and I have a relationship with God that they, um, that their lives are better just because of that, whether they become a Christian or not. And me doing that on my own is overwhelming. <laughs> it, right. and, and I think what I can do is I can compartmentalize things, meaning I'll, hmm. uh, I'll get anxious and I'll, I'll treat things as behaviors or things to do to get off my plate. Um, and that just right. really saps the joy out of, of living a, uh, Try, trying to have an abundantly fruitful life or, or a purposeful life and it because it takes God out. Um, I remember the, mo- the, the moments I've, I've enjoyed uh, being a Christian the most is when I'm excited about what God is trying to teach me, how he's trying to guide me. Uh, I think of playing basketball growing up. When I believed we were going to win and I'm going to listen to my coach because um, I believe the coach is, guide- is guiding me somewhere. Right. So I'm listening to what he's saying. There's an excitement in that. And, yeah. and I think with, with God, um, when I, when I view him like that, instead of just trying to rely on myself, when I view God as, is man, what, what's he going to give to me? What's he going to give, give me to do next? Um, man, how, how does he want me to be more loving? When I approach it like that, it's much more exciting and joyful versus, uh, things to get off a checklist or things to get done. Um, 
so that's what I was thinking of as you were as you were ta- talking, Russ. Uh, Nick, what scriptures? What Brian really zeroed in on Jeremiah seventeen. Was there something you really zeroed in on? Did I? Did, did you share that? Because I think that would really be helpful for our listeners. Yeah, I, one is Psalm thirty four, verse six, verse four and six in the message. It says, "God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxious fears. Look at him. Give him your warmest smile." Never hide your feelings from him. When I was desperate, I called out to God. He got me out of a tight spot. And I share that because I don't always view God like that or I don't go to him. I go, okay, here's the things I need to get done. Let me get them off my plate and let me rely on myself to, to do it. I also, right. I also read Jeremiah 17. When I'm living like that, I actually have a great life. I got great friends. I got a great mm-hmm. wife, kids opportunities all around me. And in the beginning of Jeremiah 17, it talks about the one who relies on himself doesn't see prosperity when it comes. And I think, I think that's a huge uh, part of um, when I live with anxiety, everything could be going well around me. Things can be going great, but I'm still anxious because I'm void of God and I'm not going to him asking him for help and getting excited about, okay, God, what, what do you want me to do? Where you got him next? So that's that coachability, I think, yeah. and humility, really, and not being self-reliant. Um, so those two scriptures—that's great. Those are good me. scriptures. Those are all great scriptures. You know, I hope you guys will stick with me because we're going to take our folks that are listening through really a little bit of a series here, uh, with the overall topic being why anxiety is the enemy of spirituality. But today, what we did is we asked some questions, and maybe I'll put these in in in, in order. Are you tired of changing? If you're sitting out there and you're tired of changing, uh, we try to address that. And I guess an important thing to get after, maybe get after that over the next couple of days or weeks, just figuring out how to overcome the fatigue over changing or the expectation to change or the feeling that we need to change or want to change. Uh, Another question, what do we do when we feel tired of changing? We need to be able to answer that. And I think today we tried to answer that. What do we do when we feel tired of changing? Instead of just falling over on the you know couch and, and, and grabbing a box of Krispy Kreme donuts, which actually sounds kind of good, but uh, instead of doing that, ask yourself the question, what do I need to do when I feel tired of changing? When those thoughts come to my mind, when those feelings come to my mind, when that frustration starts to enter in. And then remember that a transformative growth is what comes from walking with God. And then yeah. in reality, we shouldn't feel so frustrated and, and so burnt out and so negative and, and down on ourselves. We should instead feel that God has us in a transformative process that we describe from 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And that transformative process, in some sense, should be effortless as we allow God to do his work in our lives. Check out Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 to understand that's what the fruits of the Spirit are about. The fruits of the Spirit are about, hey, just get out of the way and let Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Steph Curry, LeBron James, Michael Jordan do their thing. Sometimes we're in God's way because we're trying to control it. And, And I guess what we're trying to say today is we each should become inspired to grow. And that part of beating the frustration or the limits or the fatigue of growth is dealing with our anxiety. And that's why we're going to take a real uh, focus uh, and place it on anxiety so we can start to take that apart and dismantle that in our desire, effort, and pursuit of really a happy life, a satisfied life, 
and a Christ-like life. Thanks for listening to Deep Spirituality. Don't forget to like us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember to check out our site. We've got a lot more goodies over there. They're almost like spiritual Krispy Kreme donuts that you can <laughs> find at DeepSpirituality.com. Brian wants to go over there right now. He's hoping he That's can right. get, you know. If you, I, I got if you my read, vaccine, Russ. If, I'm good. You got your I'm vaccine, you're free. good. Well, you don't even have to yes. do it. If you just go over to Deep Spirituality and you you log on and you read three devotionals, maybe you'll get a free Krispy Kreme donut for achieving that goal. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back next week.